Mutability. Welcome to Nature's Lead. This is a podcast available at naturesleadcom that both examines and aspires a certain approach towards life that is based both on personal philosophies and on the writings of people such as Emerson and Thoreau. Please send any feedback to info at naturesleadcom or drop a comment onto either the blog or onto iTunes. This is Series 2, Episode 30, Title, Music's Emotional Manifest. Ah, it's great to be talking to you again. In this episode, I explore the idea of music's direct emotional effect on us while reading a famous poem from Wordsworth, and I'll also share a couple piano pieces I wrote. So we'll get to that in a second, but first, today's random window. Running on the grass barefoot. Do you enjoy running on a grass field? I sound like a dog or a a scene from Sound of Music. I'll admit it, I still love to run in the open. I do it through sports, such as softball or frisbee, but the basic joy is still there. I rarely get to do it with bare feet anymore, but that's the best. You can really feel your steps. You feel really connected to the earth. I loved to run when I was a kid. Maybe that's one of the reasons I always liked basketball so much. There's nothing better than getting out in the open court on a fast break, running at top speed. But running on the grass, boy. I remember when I was young, we had a big white dog. We only had him for a couple months because he was getting into the chicken coops next door. And I've never had a dog since in my life. But one of my fondest memories was being let out of the car with that dog at a long, wide open park. And I remember just sprinting across with that dog as happy as could be, both of us barefoot. On to the main topic, music's emotional manifest. This episode is all about music. Music fills you with feelings in ways that are very difficult for other mediums of art. Music is felt behind your skin. Music has the advantage of being able to live in your bones. It flows. It bounces. It vibrates your emotional posture. It reforms a moment into a malleable mesh of feelings. Music helps us reconnect with the vibrations of nature. Music engenders the air around us to participate in a dance of waves, of peaks and valleys, oh so carefully sculpted, allowing the sound to slip into our lives and take our time hostage. Other forms of art, for me, are much different. I can be taken in by a painting, but the painting, to me, is always on that wall. I am reacting to its impression, not to the essence itself. When I am alone in a great hall in Europe, entranced by a beautiful painting, there are two entities there, me and the painting. But with music, when alone with music, it's just me. I'm reacting to myself. I'm reacting to how the music feels inside me. I remember once in Zurich, Switzerland, when I was working near there for a while, I was in town on a quiet summer Saturday afternoon, and I slipped into the Grossmünster, 
the largest church or cathedral in town. Its two dome-topped spires are perhaps the most famous landmark in Zurich. No one was inside, so I went in and sat down in the middle toward the back. All of a sudden, the pipe organ exploded into the air as up above, behind me, the organist was, as, as best as I could surmise, beginning his or her practice session. The music was Bach. Who else? And there I was, sitting alone and feeling lifted beyond measure. My every muscle was on edge with delight and energy. I was filled with the immediacy of life, with the electric charge of bone-drenched emotions. I sat absolutely still through the whole piece, and then the quiet softly dropped upon me like a falling sheet of feathers. After a few moments, I pulled my body out of that seat and slowly exited on a different cadence. My heart all flushed. I was a different being. Certain music seems to reach the same tenure as our emotions. And when I say tenure, I do mean in regards to the weight of time and permanence. Our lifelong emotions hold a certain tenure in our hearts, and just the right shade of music untethers that deep hold and long-forgotten feelings float into our eyes. I want to read one of Wordsworth's most famous poems. It's called, I Wandered Lonely as a Cloud. Many of you probably already read it in school. It's one of those romantic poems from the period that can be easily dismissed as a shallow poem of fluff and flowers by those who surface read this type of material. Indeed, it's poems like these where the Romantic era often is tagged with that stereotype. Incidentally, I don't mind, though. I like that most know little about it or appreciate it. I like that you, who are listening now, are a part of a small subset of society that see value in this period of thought. As I've mentioned before, it, it makes it more personal. It somehow connects us tighter. The moment I see this type of thought espoused at 8 p.m. on television is the moment I begin to question my belief system. Here we go with Wordsworth's poem in its entirety. I wandered lonely as a cloud that floats on high over vales and hills, when all at once I saw a crowd, a host of golden daffodils, beside the lake, beneath the trees, fluttering and dancing in the breeze. Continuous as the stars that shine and twinkle on the Milky Way, they stretched in never-ending line along the margin of a bay. Ten thousand saw I at a glance, tossing their heads in sprightly dance. The waves beside them danced, but they outdid the sparkling waves in glee. A poet could not but be gay in such a jocking company. I gazed and gazed, but little thought what wealth the show to me had brought. For oft, when on my couch I lie, in vacant or in pensive mood, they flash upon that inward eye, which is the bliss of solitude. And then my heart with pleasure fills and dances with the daffodils.
This contains a beautiful, unfiltered passion for nature, revealed and confessed in four stanzas. But it's more than pure passion. It unearths insight. For despite the fact that he had, quote, little thought what wealth the show to me had brought, he later realized that the moment would, quote, flash upon that inward eye, unquote, in times of quiet reflection. Now this is the exact point that brings us back around to music. His famous reference to the inward eye. I believe that music directly engages that aspect in our being and dusts off these artifacts of the soul. Music speaks to our inward eye. But music summons up not just our memories, but the feeling of our memories. Music mines, like hidden rivers of silver, the feelings and emotions of our most meaningful moments in life. It's not isolated to the event itself. For instance, perhaps two strongly emotional moments, both separate, are combined into a composite of feeling that the music finds and animates. Notice in the poem that he doesn't simply remember his time there and how he felt. He actually goes back there, into the feeling, and he, quote, dances with the daffodils, unquote. I think music has the power to directly affect us this way. I've been to that place where Wordsworth is guessed to have seen the daffodils. It's there in the Lake District in England, not too far from his home. I was there when the flowers were in bloom, a beautifully articulated landscape inscribed by nature. I want to share with you a short piece of simple music on piano I created when I was going to college. Now this may do nothing for you because music is so subjective, not to mention the fact that I'm certainly no professional composer. But for me, this piece is very immediate in the way it affects me. It immediately takes me back to the powerful emotions I felt when in college. Also, it's easier for me to play something for you that's mine rather than perhaps using public domain classical musical performances or some other path. And of course, it's more personal this way from me to you. I just call this early days for now, and this is an abbreviated version.
I was in college, I sometimes late at night would play on my family's 100-year-old upright piano, simply making up songs, living off the inspiration of that day's literature courses. Life sure was simple then. The next one I'll share with you is something I wrote just about a month ago. I'm not going to tell you the title so as not to color the feel you get from it. For now, I call this lone evening after a rainy day, which is meant not in a negative way, but in the way that an evening can carry so much still weight of deep thought after a heavy day's rain. At some point in the future, I'll do another episode on music and talk about some of my favorite classical pieces. Until then, I hope you've had the joy in your life of being able to concretely connect with certain pieces of music in your lifetime. And I hope going forward, you'll always remain open enough to accept and feel music's emotional manifest. That brings us to a close. So until next time, I wish you well, and don't forget to follow nature's lead.